turn of events. All right, ready to kick it? Yep. All right. Hey, everybody. We're coming at you. We're coming back. I didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) You said three words. (laughs) Hey, everybody. We're coming at you. We're coming back. (laughs) I gave gave three entrances and, like, as if I could choose after that point. (laughs) Incredible, you know? All right. Anyway, we're coming back at you. We're we're live again from quarantine. It's been extended, but there's a lot more to it than just sitting and sulking. And we want to continue to to share our passion and our dreams with other people and make sure that you guys are motivated to do the same. Because if there's one thing that's evident, there's a lot of people that are choosing one path to kind of get consumed by the news and, you know, consumed by the negativity and the or there's other people that are taking advantage of this time and really capturing the opportunity and we want to be the latter. Brian, I know you're coming right off of a, a short stint off the radar because you put your phone down, you put electronics down, television, music, starting on Friday. And uh, we just now connected to to record this episode. And so why don't you start things off and tell us a little bit about what that was like? Yeah, it was a, uh, it was extremely interesting challenge, especially for me. Uh, You know, I talked about it last week, I pride myself in response time. Uh, So for me to get back to somebody quickly is something that I've always tried to do. Um, So to, to go dark, so to speak, for three days was, was a hard thing for me. I I actually had a double-sided challenge. So I was going to try to give blood this week. um, And then I was going to go dark. Um, I think it's always fair to report your losses as well as your victories. So with that being said, I actually went to go donate blood and uh, I was actually denied uh, because I have a undetermined ANA right now. Um, So I have to wait two more years before I can do so. At that point, I do want to take that challenge back on and donate blood just because it's something that kind of didn't sit well in my gut. So I did fail the first challenge. Uh, the second one, however, um, going dark for three days, it was it was actually liberating. Um, I, I told Ryan we were actually as soon as it came off, he was the first person that I, I reached out to, and uh, I, I told him I I didn't even want to text him. I just wanted to call him. It's a little more intimate. It was very interesting because I picked back up on things that I have not done for a very long time. Uh, you know, something that I always enjoy doing is reading playing my guitar. I used to play guitar for about an hour a day. Uh, I've gotten back to playing guitar again, but just it it really was a a very neat experience. It's something that I told my wife as soon as I came off of it, I had really near a thousand notifications on my phone, which is just complete overboard. And it really helps you to realize uh, how tied we are to, you know, not only our work, but social media, email, whatever the case may be. Um, so I don't want to forget that feeling like the way that I feel right now, I don't want to forget that. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, it's only three days. Well, put your phone down for three days and see what it's like. It's very hard. Uh, actually a ton of people reached out to my wife just to make sure I was still okay. 
which was, you know, it was very nice, but um, it, it definitely was an experience that uh, I actually wouldn't mind doing again. I actually feared doing this more than I feared doing the five day fast because of how tight I am to my phone. So uh, it was, it was good. It was a, it was a very good experience and uh, it's something that I want to incorporate into my weekly life as far as when I get home at night, taking my phone, shutting it down and just really focusing on the family. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm glad it's over, but again, I, you know, so Ron, I'm going to kick it back over to you. You had a double-sided goal this week as well. You wanted to play an open mic with a nursing home and you wanted to set up or conduct two interviews with people who are in the top tier of their profession. So tell us about that, how they go. Sure. Uh, before I dive into that too much, I just want to feed off of what you said and in your challenge a little bit. So a couple of things came to mind. The first is that for me, I'm the type of person that is, is really vocal about how detrimental I really believe social media can be and how it can suck you in. And I don't know about everyone else, but I find myself sometimes with your phone, you're holding it in your hand and you, you go through like the muscle memory, like you go through the full check and it's like, you're going in a circle, like you check the weather app, then you hit ESPN and then you come over to LinkedIn and see if there's any new messages or posts. And all of those things require your focus and you might stop in the weather channel. You might every, every stop on that train requires you to do some sort of interaction with your phone. And it's just like muscle memory that I find myself sometimes five minutes later, I'm checking the weather, I'm checking ESPN and it's like, what the hell is going on here? It's so easy to get sucked into that and not realize it. But on the flip side of that coin, as someone who feels like creativity is a part of who I need to be and something I need to, to really level myself out, I think I need entertainment to a certain extent. Like I, I love to watch, my wife and I watch Ozark. Like it just came out on Netflix and we're in, we're in the third season. So we're on the eighth episode, but it's something I look forward to all day to sit there with her and, and we watch that. And it's, you need that time to kind of unwind and not think about anything. I think and the craziest so- thing I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but going back to the Ozark, I literally started that series on Friday morning at four o'clock with my wife when I was get, gathering some reports for work. And it was the absolute worst because you get sucked into it from episode one. And it's like, that's been our big focal point for Sunday is being done with this, you know, uh, technology purge. So now we get to watch it tonight and that's a real treat for us now. That's, that's tough to get uh, the teaser (laughs) and then have to have the carpet yanked out from your feet. It is good to have that time down. And as a creative person, I've always been an advocate for, you know, a really good movie and a good series that makes you think and takes you outside of your, your typical reality for a little bit. So it's, you have to walk a fine line and not get consumed by it, but it is so easy. I think that what you did inspires me to try it and at least put my phone down after work is over, whatever it may be, just set the phone down and focus on the things that you need to do. And, um, Another thing that for you to do a three day, like you mentioned, it may not seem like a lot, but it, it is, you know, to, to put something down that you're used to touching and looking at every 30 seconds is pretty intense to take that to, to just purge that out of your life all of a sudden. And you learn a lot of things. But one thing I'm learning through my process and that I think you're learning through yours as well is that it's really it's a great strategy to do a blitz to do things in these little microbursts, like a week long or three days long, or like a five day fast, 
And what you'll find is you have to put other things aside. And I didn't expect to learn this coming into this, that you can balance all of these things and keep them at the same level. Certain things are being pushed out automatically. So my bad habits, you know, sitting at night watching more than one TV show, you know, just kind of wandering around the house looking for something to do or automatically these things are being pushed out. So I think it's, it's a really good tactic for you and for me and for everyone else to, to take these five-day chunks and just do something that you want to do and, and get hyper-focused on it because you're going to learn about it and you're going to be able to repeat it. And it's, it doesn't punt the decision. It doesn't make you push it downfield and deal with it later. It makes you tackle it and get fully immersed. Have you learned that too? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, it, it is one of those things, I guess, for me, just kind of like with you, it's pushed out the bad habits. And every challenge that I've done, um, I've literally went to my wife, Kate, and I've said, I don't want to forget this feeling. Like, you know, I haven't eaten for five days. I've ran 18 miles. I don't want to forget this feeling. I haven't picked up my phone for three days. I haven't answered a single email. I don't want to forget this feeling. I, you know, walking out of trying to donate blood and being rejected. Like, I don't want to forget that feeling because it, you know, it's very humbling, but you know, it is one of those things that it's helped to grow me as an individual, just by like what you said, the, the little microburst, the, um, just, you know, taking on a challenge, achieving it and realizing almost that you've short came yourself for the last, you know, for me, the last 34 years, I've, I've lived my life really just being okay with shortcoming my goals because I put these mental blocks up saying, you can't do that. Well, yeah, I can do that. I just have to focus my attention towards it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel the same way. I feel like I'm twice the man that I was a month ago when we started this entire process. And I've learned that my limitations are far beyond what I thought they were. You know, I knew that I had skill sets that that I've been blessed with that have been dormant and, and they've only been dormant by my fault. But to awaken those and to realize that, man, these things are like a rubber band, like you can stretch these skill sets and you can stretch your limitations as much as you possibly want. You have to dream big. And I'll share with you some of the things I realized this week. So Brian mentioned my goals were to pay it forward and make sure that we can stay connected with our elderly community and, and that we can bring them joy and comfort in a time of you know loneliness and, and isolation, not being able to have any visitors come to their facilities and, and also just bring a little bit of positivity to the frontline workers, the, the healthcare workers and the nurses that are working in these, these facilities. So I was able to do that. I set that up. Um, early in the week, I did mention last week on my my challenge to write the book that it is critical to get off to a jump start, and I found that to be the same. So I talked to the the director. They had Zoom capabilities. They loved the idea immediately, which was refreshing, and, and that was a good feeling in itself. And then we set it up for Sunday at two. Plan was to they would have a couple tablets, and then I would be wired through the facilities speakers. So today at two, I played three or four songs. I think I played four songs and they loved it. At the, at the end, I was able to thank, you know, all the frontline nurses and, and they said they would love to have me come in when all this dies down and play for the, the residents in person. But just an awesome feeling. I mean, the butterflies that I had before I played, I know it's, you know, some people may think it's not a big deal, but for someone who has some form of stage fright, and that's something I've tried to overcome for a long time. But to do that today, it made my heartbeat 
go up. It made, there was butterflies in my stomach, but there was no turning back. Like it's such an interesting feeling when you know what's coming, but you know, you can't turn back. Like it's a good feeling. It's, it's almost like a rush. So, so two questions on that. A, did a blouse come off and B, what was your lineup? Well, I can't say that. I would, Maybe in my dreams, one did come off, but due to privacy policy, the way it worked is the residents could see me on full screen, okay. but I couldn't see them. So they had their side covered up okay. and as I would play a song. The only time I would stop and, and kind of stop and communicate with the nurses and the residents is in between songs. And I would ask them, okay, who am I with now? And they would say, you're with Ruth say hi. And I would talk to the screen, look right at the camera for a minute. And then I would play a song. So I, I let Kathy rip it up a little bit with some Bob Seger against the wind. And nice. then I slowed it down for Ruth and she got sunshine on your shoulders by John Denver. So okay. that's, that was my closer. And then I played one original song and I played a Tyler Childers song born again. So um, did you play and sing or did you just play the songs? On the guitar? I played and I, I sang. That's yeah, absolutely. awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So when I first started out, my voice sounded like uh, <laughs> just a small chicken. I mean, a chair it's, mom it's weird. <laughs> yeah. You, when you first start playing and you're, and you're nervous, you have butterflies, your voice comes out a little crooked. Right. But uh, I settled in and once I settled in, I still sounded horrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was awesome feeling nevertheless. So just great to cross that off. I have a, a connection there at the nursing home now it's, it's a bucket list item. I mean, it's something I've always wanted to do. I forced myself to help. It feels really good. I think it made a lot of people smile just for a minute. And, and if that's the case, that's fine with me. So my second challenge was to just push myself and to really think big and, and reach out to people that have really reached the pinnacle of their industry or of their profession. And I want to find out if people have the same inclination that Brian and I do to to really isolate fear and doubt and try to, to push ourselves to overcome some of these tasks that we've always wanted to. And it's amazing. I've, I was able to connect with a lot of people this week. We have a, we have an interesting pipeline of people that want to be on this podcast and you guys are going to get to hear from a lot of them, um, which is really exciting just to realize that, that, that people are on that, this wavelength and they understand what we're trying to do. No one's asking, you know, here's my hourly rate you know, when can you pay me or here's your invoice? It's not like that. These people want to help and they want to do it for free. They want to work with us. They want to spread this message. So it's been super, super cool experience. But the two interviews that I was able to set, the first was with the president of the Reno Aces, which is a minor league baseball team. Uh, he also is the president of Reno 1868 FC, which is the professional soccer team in Reno. So had an interesting conversation with Eric about his climb from starting with the, the Cleveland Indians back in 97, climbing the ladder to president currently of a, a minor league and a professional soccer team. And then the second was with the, the studio manager for Blackbird Studio in Nashville, Rolf Sweep. He runs everything that happens in the Blackbird Studio, which is Nashville's premier recording studio. We'll touch on some of their client lists, but I can't even begin to tell you some of the, the heavy hitters that have recorded music there. You know, Kings of Leon, Alicia Keys, Adele, Kenny Chesney, Luke Bryan, Pearl Alabama, Jam. Leonard Skinner, Pearl Jam. Um, so they, this is the Real Deal studio, and I sat down with Rolf to, to kind of discuss doubt, fear, some of the things that he, he missed out on due to those things. And uh, just an awesome experience to realize that these people want to talk about this, and you guys are going to get to hear it firsthand. 
So I, I want to stop you because I can hear the excitement in your voice. Um, what was it like talking to these people that are in the top echelon of what they do? I mean, were you, were you nervous? Were you scared? I mean, well, I think, you know, you know, my style probably more than anyone behind the scenes, but I was well prepared for just an intimate conversation. You know, I wasn't afraid to, to ask them things that I believe in. And to sum it up, you guys will get to hear for yourself. We'll, we'll throw them out here today or, or tomorrow, but they, they feel the same way. Like they have an intimate understanding of what fear and doubt has meant throughout their career. This has inspired them and it's, it's growing. We're going to have a big, a big guest on the show next week as a result of this that Brian and I are going to sit down and talk with, but this is just, it's so cool to hear that this message connects with everyone. So this kind of carries us into our next week. What are we looking at as far as goals, Ron? I want to hear, I mean, obviously big week for you. Uh, you were able to crush both of the, the goals that you set out. What do you got going on for this week? Yeah, I love how this is starting to evolve because the challenge I have this week was something that I haven't really thought of previously. And it just kind of happened through my natural research and kind of my process over this last week. So as I was doing research and looking at different individuals that I want to talk to and, and learn about their insights and their life experience and really how their thought process is really tied directly to ours and how we're all kind of connected with this same mentality of trying to get better and um, struggling with doing that. And so the one thing I realized as I see these top individuals, they're all involved in charities. They're all involved in some sort of foundation or some way to give back. And I thought, okay, that's a common denominator in someone who is great or someone who's extraordinary. And so what that inspired me to do was to find a way, again, through these individuals, through the top 1%, um, to find a way to get on a board, to get on a panel where I can make a difference in some sort of foundation. Because I feel like I have ideas. I have ideas to add to the conversation. I might not have a big uh, charitable donation to make to get on board, but I can talk my way into being heavily involved in a, a large organization that has a, a mission bigger than a profit. So, you know, to aim it a little more direct, I want to get involved with something with female youth. I have a daughter that's going to be coming up in a very competitive time, and I want her to have an equal opportunity, and I want her to you know, be safe and be heard. And so I think I want to narrow it down to some sort of foundation and, and find my way onto the board of that foundation with passion. I love that you bring that up. I actually had a, a anonymous listener reach out to me this week and talk about we have challenged them to start giving uh, donations and to charity, which is wild because uh, this individual uh, bought lunch for an entire police department one day, gave money to somebody who was laid off work. I mean, just, just the craziest things, but it was because, you know, they listened in and they said, okay, now that I'm not going out to eat every day, now that I'm not going to the mall because I can't, I've got this extra influx of money. And instead of just blowing it on myself, I'm going to give it back in some way you know, so I love that you're going with that route. That's, that's very honorable. Yeah. What about you? I love what you did with the children's book and it inspired me. Um, so this week I've, I've, uh, I've kind of tapped back into my roots. I, like I said, I used to play the guitar about an hour every day. That was my outlet. And so I've, I've picked back up the guitar. I don't know how many hours I've played in the last three days. It's, it was quite a few, but uh, I want to, my daughter is musically inclined. So she takes voice lessons. She does dance. 
Um, she's not, you know, the athlete or anything like that. She's more into the arts. So I think that it would be very special for me to not only write and produce a song, but also have it recorded for her. So that way it's something that she'll have forever. So uh, this is going to be a tough one because I, I don't have a whole lot of contacts or connections in the uh, music industry. Um, so, you know, getting out ahead of it as quickly as I can. Uh, actually, once we get off this, I'm going to start the writing for the song. Um, but it's it's going to be a, a fun project because it's something, like I said, she's going to have for the rest of her life. And it's going to be very tough. Uh, especially with the week that I have laid out right now, I, I have a ton of demands placed on me. Um, but just like you had with the children's book, you know, this is something that I want to put out there for, for not only for her, but for, you know, anybody, if they wanted to get a copy of it as well. So that's, what yeah, I'm, that's a good goal. That's, that's one of mine coming down the road too, is to, is to write a meaningful song. And that's, it's good. You, you see how this stuff just inspires you and it starts to spider out, you know, you start to do so many different things, but like we both said, the key is we're both, we're both better than when we started and hopefully other people are too. that are involved with it. We look forward to sharing a lot of these, these behind the scenes interviews with these interesting people. I know you guys are going to love what they have to say about, you know, their paths and really how they become successful. Um, and we just look forward to continuing this path with you guys and hope everyone's staying safe, healthy, positive. And, you know, make sure that if you're going to make a choice, whether you sit and read the news and sulk or you, you take full control of your life and do the things that you've always loved to do, you're going to find that if you take the high road, it'll change your life forever. And you're going to realize things that you've never realized before. And we hope you guys are able to do that just like we have. So thanks for listening and stay safe shout out to tony out on the west coast in sacramento 300 miles on your peloton unbelievable brother Fifteen thousand calories burned handled Looks business like it's too late to turn back now yeah.